This is a disclaimer. Ben and I do not actually agree or believe these conspiracy theories. Now, on to the show. Okay, we're waiting for the microphone to sync. Hello and welcome back to Conspiracy Talk, where our first topic today is the cryptids of the United States. So, Ben, do you, do you want to kind of explain what these are, because I don't really remember. Okay, so... For those of you who do not know what a cryptid is, it's like an animal or some sort of supernatural entity, well, maybe not that, that, like, you can't really explain. Some examples of this would be, most. I think the most well-known one would be Bigfoot. Or even if you go down the rabbit hole, there's the Jersey Devil. Yeah, Chupacabra. Uh... The Wolfman, or Dogman, whatever he's called. Whatever. I'm is. sure he's not a good boy. <laughs> Woohoo! Off to a great start with that. So, I have up on the screen uh, a map of the cryptids of the United States. Let's just look at a couple of them here. So, we have Chessie at number 10. I don't even know where... Number uh, 10 C is located. Manor, Chesapeake Bay, Maryland. That's what it says. Yeah, it is in Maryland. I was I or was there last year. Either C Manor or C Mariner. What? I was there last year. Oh, uh, I said last week. <laughs> I like, no, I was not there last week. I've been I've been here all week. Hmm. Number look at number eight. Number eight is Caddy, and he is a sea monster and coastal. Oregon. We should look up these as we're like looking at the map. Yeah. So the first one, the Honey Island Swamp Monster, that's a little more well known. Actually, what we should do is go down the list. Just like, how many are there? there Oh, twenty-nine of them. Thirty, thirty-seven of them. Okay, one. Just go down the list, like look them up, each one by one. The Fauk Monster, though, like he looks the most. F O U K E. That's how you spell the thing. Fauk. Oh, I think I found out why it's called the Fauk Monster. Because it's near where. Because it's near Falk, Arkansas. I don't think I'm even pronouncing this correctly. Hold on, let me put up Google Translate. Yeah. I wonder if it's French. It might be. Because... Falkay, maybe? I can imagine it'd be like... Cajun. Yeah, so... uh, The next next thing is like... Where's but how how did these legends come to exist? I imagine some of them could be Native American folklore. Cause I mean I, I I'm pretty sure there's legends of Bigfoot that Native Americans have also talked about. It's English. Okay, so maybe someone's last name. Falk. Falk. It is pronounced Falk. So the city of Falk, Arkansas. It's not like that one down in Germany. Oh no. All the right. Beast of Busco. That just mm. looks like an overgrown armadillo. It kind of looks like an artichoke with a face. Uh, oh. Oh, it's a gigantic it's a snapping turtle. That's cool. Look at this one. It's got a tree on its back. The world is flat, confirmed. 
Let's see. Okay, so it's a basically a gigantic alligator it's, snapping turtle. I think I think that's a All right. good description of it. Imagine just like going fishing with friends, you go hunting for turtles, and next thing you know, you just see this thing pop out the water. It's like, hello, I'm here. Chomp. No more. No more. No more arms. <laughs> okay, so Mothman though. I, I believe, like, Mothman is more popular now. Like, it's gotten more popular over the years, possibly due to Fallout 76. Some TV... Actually, not TV. Uh, there's a film called The Mothman Prophecies. Okay, I have... I've got, I've got its history up here. In the West Virginia folklore, the Mothman is a creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 12, 1966 to December 15, 1967. The first newspaper report was published in the Point Pleasant Register dated November 16, 1966, titled, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bug, Bird, Creature, Something. Okay, well, the statue make, makes it kind of look like a... You want to click on the Wikipedia article? Yeah, I'm trying to click like, read more about it. Alright, so... That, that's a very muscular insect. What what he lifts. Three people, 180 pounds each. I mean, you see the reason why the moth. Pretty big. You see the reason why the Mothman had not been seen before then was because he'd always pick up his victims. He always picked up his victims, carried them off in the west. Well, I don't plan on going to Virginia anytime soon. West Virginia specifically. West Virginia. Born and raised on a playground where I spent most of my days chilling out, relaxing, relaxing, all cool, shooting some b-ball outside of school. One a couple of... Yeah, I'm gonna stop. I don't know what that song was. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Uh-huh. Theme song? Never, never seen it. But, like, have there been sightings of the Mothman since? Like, it says that there were only sightings until 1967. Have there been Mothman sightings since? Let's see, uh... It was... And it's been collect- connected to the collapse of the Silver Bridge. Well, that's what someone is supposed to say. Okay, so let's see what would be in history. The Mothman Prophecy is a movie. And a book. Oh, I'm going to watch it. Oh, I'm going to watch it. All right. I mean, okay. five men who were digging a grave at the cemetery near Clendenin, West Virginia, claimed to have seen a man-like figure flying low from the trees over their heads... This is often identified as the first known sighting of what became known as Mothman. Imagine how scary that would be. Yeah, you just like... What, what's the superhero that's like at, at, at Haswins? I think there's like an actual superhero called Mothman. Hold up, let me look this up. I can't type. It's fine. But can you imagine just... Out having like a bonfire, and then all of a sudden, you just swoop down from the sky right through the fire. It's just a giant man sized moth. Moth into the flame. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of superhero versions, but I don't see one that's like. What about Mothman Legendary? Oh, creature? DC Comics. DC Comics is a trusted source, I think. See, I can imagine. I can imagine they probably came up with a Mothman idea after cryptid thing i don't know Probably. although i will say early superhero co- uh comics were interesting because they like have interesting inspiration or they came up with interesting superheroes for instance batman he's just literally a man in a in a bat suit 
And, like, even though now the modern character doesn't use a gun, in the early comics, he uses a gun. I mean, Lex Luthor, what's that about? Mm. I don't understand. Like, he's a billionaire. He doesn't need to fight anyone. He can just pay them off. Yeah. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> okay, so, Mothman... Explain to me. So, like, bees. Bees' bodies are gigantic compared to their wings. Mm-hmm. How does Mothman compare? Because you, you've seen... You've seen the statue. Its wings are... Like twice the size of it. Yeah, although I I don't know if that's supposed to be like a artistically accurate version of Mothman or just someone taking their own take on the creature. That would be really funny to see in real life. Imagine it. It's got. It's made completely out of metal, but like it's got red eyes. So imagine if this was like a, a person, but with giant googly eyes on the sides of their head. Why is Mothman shredded? I'm telling you, he lives. He's ripped. He, he's ripped. Mothman is ripped. I'd like to know his workout regimen. Yeah, let's call him up. Let, let me look that up. Moth, how call do him Mothman co- at 3 a.m. How do you communicate with moths? Like... I mean, that's when you... No, no, you have to shine... You have to use a strobe light. You have to, they know Morse code. When, when the flashlight's on, or when a light's on constantly, they think they... The, their comrade has fallen over on the button, and it's just constant now. So let's see, are they thinking like Moth, like, is there anything how they're saying that Mothman came to be? Is he like some weird Cold War experiment that the United States accidentally let out an accident? Let's see. Apparently it's just local legend, but it's gotten a lot of, there's an artist impression. Oh. It's gotten a lot of attention in the years since. Okay, let's see. Hold on a second. Go back up. This? This is it on the analysis stuff since it has, uh. It's covered by. Notes that the Mothman has been widely covered in popular press, some claiming sighting connected with UFOs, and others claiming that military storage site was Mothman's home. Brunford notes that recountings of 1966-1967 Mothman reports usually state that at least 100 people saw Mothman, within, with many more afraid to report their sightings. Would Mothman kill you if he saw you? I don't know. I mean, moths don't really attack, do they? D- did you? Okay, so you see that you see this statue here. It has teeth. It has teeth and what looks like a bird beak. Yeah, good point. That would be so just terrifying to see in the night. You just, you're just casually walking down the street at like nine o'clock at night, and then all of a sudden you hear like a, you hear like a whooshing sound, and then I feel a slight breeze of wind. You look up, and he's there, staring right down at you with his glowing red eyes. Trying to flashlight him, see if he follows it. Use a laser pointer like he's a cat, <laughs> pointing like... to the nearest building. Just that that'll get rid of it. Get like a gigantic bug zapper. You just happen to have one. Industrial size bug zapper. We need we need Black and Decker to get on that right now. Industrial size bug zapper to keep the Mothman away. Would that be considered murder? It, I mean, if he's not technically, like, yeah. does he have sentience? Is yeah, he just like, is he roaming around not knowing what he's doing? What like what? Okay, so we've all heard that uh, people can change things very easily. Like history-wise, the people who win uh, write write history. That's what we've heard mm-hmm. for a while. 
And so our next topic is fake history, which, I mean, on Wikipedia, it might be pretty easy to edit it, but that doesn't work. Okay, okay. So, false history. Some theories claim that the dates of historical events have been deliberately distorted. These include the phantom time hypothesis of German conspiracy theorist. Citation aided original research, I guess. They're still missing yeah. some stuff. But then it says Herbert Illig. Herbert Illig? I think. Oh, Herbert, yeah. I thought I, didn't realize that, I don't know if that was intentional or if that was just a misspelling. But. Who, who in 1991 published an allegation that 279 years have been added to the calendar by an establishment figure such as Pope Sylvester II in order to position themselves at the millennium. How does the Pope time travel? T-shirt, how does the Pope time travel? It's probably like, if, if, if the Catholics know about it, it's in their Vatican vault. We're going to have revol- a revolt then. We're gonna have friends at school. Gonna find bring out their pitchforks and their torches. They're gonna be down with the anarchy. Down with the anarchy. We need we need another ninety five thesis. Ooh. Still like they're like really again. Okay, continuing on with the article, a comparable theory known as the new chronology is the most closely associated. uh, I can't speak associated with the Russian theorist Anatoly Fomenko. Fomenko holds that history is many centuries shorter than is widely believed and that numerous historical documents have been fabricated and legitimate documents destroyed for political ends or meanings. Adherents of such ideas have included chess grandmaster Gary Kasparov. Should we look him up? Gary Kasparov or Pope Sylvester II? Uh, Gary Kasparov. He's the chess grandmaster. Well, I don't know what he looks like or... Uh, Anatoly Fomenko. It, Anatoly Fomenko is a Soviet mathematician, a professor at Moscow State University, and well known as a topologist, as well as a member of the Russian Academy of Sciences. He's the author of pseudo scientific theories known as the New Chronology, based on the works of Russian. Oh, it's disappeared. And then. Does, okay, on the false history stuff, does it also get into, like, space agency? Cause it oh, said, no, it I, said... I just looked up a list of conspiracy theories and wrote down all the ones that kind of looked interesting. Oh, okay. Okay, so... That's how we from... get controversial topics, Jonathan. Okay, well, I did my research today. Good, good, good. I don't think we should have any others unless... Deep, I don't think Deepwater Horizon is very controversial. Oh, okay. It so... might be to BP Energy, but it's fine. Yeah. He he based his work off of Russian Soviet writer and Freemason Nikolai Andr- Alexandrovich Mor- Marazov. I don't know it. how to I'm speak. Say that's it. <clears throat> he is also a member of the Russian Academy of Natural Sciences. Uh, he's an industrial engineer. Well, his father was an industrial engineer, and his mother was a phy- philologist. I, I can't. I thought for a second you were like, your your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. I don't know if that's true. Mystery of the milk. It's from my python. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay, so like the fake history thing, I can understand that. Like people get history wrong all the time, 
but to like to fabricate historical documents and destroy real ones that's like that shouldn't be allowed yeah that should be outlawed Unless like imagine keep... if the constitution was faked yeah i mean i mean i can see why some people would destroy important documents just to be in order to hide something prevent it from coming out Murder mystery behind the Constitution? Because I feel like, let's see, didn't, like, don't I, like, embassies, if someone's breaking in, they gotta, like, they got like, they know you gotta leave, like, quickly, or if there are, like, un- this protest going on, they're trying to get in this, and, like, they, they gotta destroy everything, so, like, mm-hmm. if there's any important information that the government wants classified and stored in that embassy, they want that destroyed, like... I, I mean, you can set, you can set it on fire directly. I bet, I'm not, if it's all digital, I bet they have, like, a switch that shuts it off and like deletes everything similar to what uh, Google does with its pixel phones you can remotely lock and erase them mm. also I just figured since I've seen uh, I think in some movies and then I've also seen pictures talking about I guess in embassies if, there, if something's going on you gotta like destroy important documents in like computers like ASAP so like no one can like oh hey I found this top secret US information I'm gonna use it with my militia over there I'm going to use it with my militia. Welcome to the Civil War, folks. Ma- okay. Is math fun or not? Depends. It de- it does depend. Like, yeah. When you understand it, yes. When you don't understand it, it's just really frustrating. And when people complain about it, ah, good times. High school is so much fun. At first, trig was kind of really confusing, but once you figure out what you're doing, it's kind of fun. The people were okay, too. Yeah. Sure, there might be someone that might be dramatic every once in a bit, but hey, it's life. It is life. It's I know that life. I was dramatic a couple times. It's a bug's life. <laughs> hey, Ben, can you go ahead and tap your microphone for me, please? Okay. You're just making sure it's on? Yeah, I was making sure it's on. All right. Uh, I'm looking at the audio setup over here, and it showed that it wasn't receiving audio for a while. So... Okay, back back to the fake history. Like, there are subreddits dedicated to this where people just make memes. (laughs) I mean, I've submitted stuff to that subreddit, France, France, Revolution, Napoleon, (laughs) Napoleon on a DDR machine. Yeah, wait. I know, like, let's see, I know Klubine posted on his Twitter, right? Yeah, he did. Wait, did you post that on r slash history memes? I did. (laughs) How how yeah. how many did you get? Like like I didn't get many. I was so di- I was so Aww. disappointed. I was like, Aww, dang, man. I'm gonna have to redo it. I really okay. If you could go back and we meet one historical figure, who would it be? This is like question of the day in Klubin's class. I don't know. Maybe like Jesus. Yeah, that'd be cool to meet Jesus. Be like, yo. You get to find out if he's actually the Son of God or like a very important religious teacher, or I mean, see what the it's Bible like. Teaches us that we must have faith in what yeah. the Lord says. Good point. But I mean, like, it would be cool to meet him and yeah. like watch what he does. Yeah, it would be like his because uh, it says in the Bible that there's miracles that are not written down in this book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, imagine just. Around seeing all the cool miracles he does. You see, you see Lazarus rise out of the grave. And you're just <laughs> like, oh, oh, this reminds me of every zombie movie I've ever seen. Jesus, Except I think you may be on something. I think you may have accidentally created a horror genre. Jesus created the horror genre. 
We we need we need to get these t-shirts made. That'd be so so funny to just see people walking around wearing Jesus made the horror genre t-shirts. And then let's see. Uh imagine like seeing him like once he's out of tomb. Like you see like actual holes through his hands and like feet. Yeah. Did you just think of a joke or something? I, I just thought of a joke and I went to mute my microphone realizing that it's still going to record past it, but it's okay. <laughs> okay, so Deepwater Horizon, do you know what that is? Uh, wasn't that an oil rig? That... It was an oil rig that exploded, causing part of the Gulf oil spill back yeah. in, I believe, 2008? 2010. Okay. Uh, fatal oil rig industrial accident in the Gulf of Mexico alleged... alleged Alleging sabotage by those who were seeking to promote environmentalism or strike by North Korea or Russian submarines. Elements of those theories have just been suggested or promoted by U.S. radio host Rush Limbaugh. I've heard of him. I've never listened to him. but I've heard, of him. I, I've heard his name before. I've never actually listened to what he has to say. But I mean, I think isn't he like a conspiracy theorist as well? He's a conspiracy theorist, and then I think he also talks about politics. Yeah. He's conspiracy theory boy. I feel like if you're going to talk about politics, don't bring up conspiracy theories, because that might... That's a very bad idea. Unless if the conspiracy theory is very believable. Like, it's like maybe some stuff that's going on right now. Not the virus. Not that. Well, the virus needs to hurry up and leave. Yeah. And just I mean, smack the there are some good things about the virus. Like we're learning how to do things in a new way. Yeah, we're not we're not being distracted by all the things that we normally are. Like we yeah. we are spending more time with our families because like you can't go out and do something else. You're maybe if you have a child, you're spending more time with them and getting to see more of their firsts yeah, than then, you would have if you were at work. And then you're all, and then when you're doing school at home, you're learning how to actually do stuff at home, like work at home. Like, I learned to make quesadillas. That's what I did this <laughs> quarantine. I didn't do any cooking, although I probably should have. That probably would have helped me prepare more for college. But. I want to make steak tacos because steak tacos sound really good. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I remember I was going to try to practice more guitar, but I never got around to it because usually for me, when I pick up a guitar, like, I have a book for learning, and I remember that I'll go over the first three notes. It's not like chords, but notes, and it's like they teach you how to do it. It's like, oh, okay. I was like, and then I'll set it down. I was like, okay, that's not for today. I'll come back to it tomorrow. But then I don't. <laughs> I mean, that's how that's how a lot of things go. I know, but like I still remember some stuff, like some position, but it, I need to review it. Yeah. Okay, back to conspiracy theories. Deepwater Horizon. Uh, there's this thing. They, there's this thing called mud, which is a combination of ground-up rock, salt water, and saline solutions that are pumped down to the drill head to keep it cool while it's drilling. Mm. So I think what happened is that uh, it might have hit like a gas pocket, mm. natural gas, because usually uh, it's not supposed to get up to where the oil is. Usually it's packed down by the mud, keeping it down, but. Sometimes it can bubble up, and I think what happened is that it managed to get past the emergency seals, and, like, there's a whole documentary on it that I really need to watch, because I think it's 
actually pretty cool to watch because it's like a big engineering failure. It's cool to see how things went wrong and how things could have been improved. Destruction is awesome, unless if it costs thousands of dollars in lives and wildlife. That's true. The, the California forest fires right now, though, those need to like wait, calm like, down. Like Redwood? or No, I don't know. Hold I didn't on. even know that was going on. Crap, I need to pay attention to the news more. Forest fires. So, yeah, I saw something on, like, stories to read today it was about hold up california forest fires california let's see i remember that when i was younger when i took uh, guitar lessons i remember that i jokingly said like it was like whenever the redwood forest was on fire or it was about to be on fire i was like wow they're going to need to change that one line in one of like our anthems or whatever it is to from redwood forest to redwood ashes oh boy so, uh, this is an article from four weeks ago. Arizona wildfires grow as flames flicker throughout the desert in southwest, in the southwest and through California. And then uh, 21 hours ago, another article stating, Hog fire grows to 650 acres in Lassen County. Badger fire at... Uh, waiting on it. Buyer fat, badger fire, not buyer fatter. Badger fire at 350 acres in Siskiyou County. I'm going to say S-I-S-K-I-Y-O-U County. I mean, like... Oh. Did... I forgot to take the battery out of my PC. Sometimes when it overheats, it'll shut the battery off and it'll so, shut... Do we still have record it? Yeah, we still have it. We've got the separate audio from the... From the main windows. Oh, so we're still recording right now. We're still recording right now. They're they're hearing my struggle live. <laughs> well, not live. Should because, we pause the recording? I mean, no. We we can still talk. Okay. So I think the historical figure that I would want to meet would either be like. I mean, I'm really into aviation, so I I was thinking maybe Wilbur Wilbur Wright. Yeah. I would I would I want to see how they like how they what techniques they use to fly the plane because yeah. they their longest flight was only like 21 seconds and now we're up to over 24 hours yeah. in like Goodness. a little over 100 years and especially use some of their tactics to get in space right yeah a lot of aviation uh tactics can be used to navigate through space yes okay this computer, okay this monitor's coming back on over here so. yeah i just logged back in after taking the battery out Alright, so should we edit out that little dialogue we had? No, I think it's pretty good. Okay. So, yeah, California forest fires. There are some conspiracies that say the forest rangers uh, set them off to, like, get um, publicity. Publicity. So more people will donate to help regrow the trees. How, how would that even work? Like, I mean, I could imagine, like, starting a forest fire or a wildfire just to get, like, rid of some brush, because naturally, most... Most trees are protected because of their thick bark. Yeah, and then, like, most... It's natural for, like, to have a forest fire, like, in prairie fire, because that... I, I've learned that's actually kind of good for the environment, like, to, like, get rid of that brush and build up and stuff. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, uh, I'm going to guess before Europeans came over, I don't know about Native Americans, but I know that... Before the Europeans came over. Yeah, so, like, before we were able to, like, make sure nothing catches on fire or anything or gets out of hand, that, like, 
I don't know how often they would happen, wildfires would happen, but like burning down excess amount of brush. I mean, wouldn't they burn burn down the brush to get like a place for their like bison that they herded to be like, or would they just leave that? I don't remember. This is it's been since third grade since we learned about bison. I don't know when I learned about bison. I know that our schools did differently because I mean we're in the same school district, but we we didn't go to the same elementary schools. Yeah, we have like. The way how we do it is... We've got one elementary school in one town, one elementary school in the other, and then the high school in the middle. Yeah, it's like shared by like two or three towns. Uh, yeah, I think it's three, including... Uh, yeah. Yeah. How many... So yeah, our schools inside the three towns have about 250, 270 students. How many people do we have from... The... For the senior class of this year? Well, no, I meant like... Okay, so... I know we got kids from the town I live in, then we got kids from the town you live in, but mm-hmm. what about the other town? We have, we've got a couple that come from there. Okay, it's not, it doesn't seem like a whole lot. It doesn't seem, no, it's not, it, I don't think. Don't they also have their own high school there also? They do have their own high school, yes. That's weird. I don't know. I mean, we had, we had a kid that would come like a long ways. It was the one we were just talking about. Uh, he used to drive from like, so he he drove 17 miles to school every day. You live in Oklahoma? Oklahoma? No, up towards Wichita. Like bio. Oh yeah, the bio, kid. Yeah, bio we, bio we just mentioned. Yeah, earlier. For those of you who don't know, well, we had to edit something out, so we mentioned a name. Yeah, we mentioned a name, so we had to just like take out 30 seconds of footage. But it's okay yeah. because everything is fine now. Everything's kosher. Yeah. Kosher is something can be without being food. Well, we're all good. We're all fine. How are you? <laughs> well, you see. Okay. Well, I was quoting a thing from Star Weather Wars. Weather and earthquake control. We've talked about this before. Like harp? I think so. Just... I mean, I see the USGS things all the time on the side of the road. And the weather and earthquake control projects, yeah, you're right. It's harp. I know that whenever I mention harp, I'm always afraid of, like, does it have an H in it or not? Because I know there's a government agency that has... AARP. AARP is insurance for old people. Yeah. Just AARP is planning on taking over the world, guys. <laughs> AARP controls the earthquakes. That that's a confirmed. The guys that control your uh, retirement, right? Yeah, they can. <laughs> they control a lot of your retirement. The flat Earth is just like right underneath weather and earthquake control. You reveal anything about the flat Earth, we re- we reveal everything you're doing for your retirement. That includes your nice long cruises to oh, the Caribbean. Oh no! We'll tell them while you while you're out, you've gone away and you're on vacation. That we'll tell everyone in your neighborhood. We're going to That's tell a them threatening insurance agency. We're going to tell them about your 401k. We're going to tell them your social security number. Technology suppression. Oh, you've seen that? Okay. It's, like, down at the very bottom of the page. Oh, yeah, that is... I mean, like, I can see why, like, there are Amish people, not around here, not many, anyway. They don't use, like, any, or any, very little, if any, electricity or technology. Like, they raise the barn without using any sort of vehicle to help. Yeah. Unless it's a horse, because the horse is the motor. Actually, I think... They may not own vehicles. They may rent them. It's all. They like, may rent them. 
because I think I saw something like an Amish family had like a bulldozer oh, and okay. some stuff. I mean, they're not like we stay in 1600s all the time. I think it's more like 1800s. Yeah, I think um, they can ride the steam locomotive. Yeah. Also, I, I, I think what they do. Okay, they're they're they have like their town stuff are more organized towards everyone. I think. Yeah, so like a... Not communism. It's not not communism, but like... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a communal-based community. Yeah, it's like communal-based. You see, it's an actual system that actually works. Okay, it's not communism because no one's... It's not communism because it's not widespread. Yeah, and then like no one's dying. Michigan, though? Michigan is like the heart of Amish country, and they make good butter. (laughs) Yeah, I turn some butter every once in a while. Turn some butter... If you think about it, their their buggies like uh, they're like the electric vehicles of the eighteen hundreds. They don't produce any waste, other than the horse. <laughs> the horse produces the waste. The horse is like the electric motor of a Tesla, but for like. <laughs> Imagine being Amish and having a Tesla with no electric stuff in it. I got and just like a horse being pulled. I got the all new horse Tesla. <laughs> I got the all new horsela. It's got equine drive. It's got horsepower. Uh, Thank you. I'll be here all week. You'll you'll be here until we stop recording the podcast. He doesn't know I live here. I'm kidding. (laughs) Ha ha ha. He's actually an alien. Conspiracy theory? I think not. But there have been cases of homeless man living in this building before. Yes. There's been a couple times. Imagine like he's listening right now. Just like... They're onto hmm, me. They're onto me. I gotta move. He's crawling through the air ducts. He's just like a James Bond style. James Bond homeless man. Homeless Bond. <laughs> James Bond in homeless. This has like mar- just devolved into entertainment at this point. It's funny. He keeps his, marti- his martinis in a, like, in a bottle. It's in a bag. Like how the how, like, stereotypical homeless men do, like, it's in a bottle, like, in a bag. Like, they, I don't know why they have, like, that. I don't know if it's, like, to keep, protect the bottle. I mean, it's probably to protect the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, like, make sure none of the alcohol gets wasted so we can drink all of Just like, yeah. You, just... you can't see it because we don't have the video set up, but Ben is, like, pretending to kind of, like, chug a bottle of something. That That's not a, that's not great. Yeah. But, I mean, it's comedy. Yeah. This has devolved into comedy. We had to rewrite the rules today because we erased them the first time. Yeah, we're back into the room that we originally made the first podcast in. Yeah, we've got better noise uh, cancellation, though. Like yeah. We built trash can things. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great, especially if we can get the video set up working. Also, the, the guy that keeps sending us hate mail, or not exactly hate mail, going, no, shut up, stop it, it's true. We think we know who you are. We think you're a friend of ours. We think. Yeah, we, we think. No. But The one Australian person, if it's you, thank you. I, 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 I look forward to getting your emails if you're from Australia. Yeah. Or Germany. Germany would be interesting. Again, we're also interested if you guys uh, send us emails If you, if you have, like, any ideas for topics or, like, things that we can do to improve what we're doing... Or even, like, more conspiracies, because I'm sure that there's some that we have never heard of or would take us a very long while to find. 
right? Yeah. We've got... Ooh. I'm looking through podcast analytics. 3% Australia, 7% Germany, and 88% United States. Hmm. I found out that we're on Pocket Casts. What's that? Which I'd never heard before. What's Pocket Cast? It's an app. I mean, I figured that, but like... Like podcast, pocket cast. I think it's kind of a play on words. Mm, okay. The majority of our audience is uh, 50, 40, 45 to 59. 49 to 59? 45 to 59, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Like, I mean, it makes we have a kind of some sense. I mean, I honestly hope you guys are getting entertained while we're doing this. But also, Especially me freaking out when Ben says a city name and I have to do like an hour and a half of editing. Yeah. That's but, always great, but, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like on... Say it. Do it. Again, with the disclaimer, we don't believe... We don't believe it, or condone the conspiracy yeah, theories like, that we talk about. The people that we have on might, but that doesn't mean we do. Yeah, like... I mean, well, I'll be honest. There's some that do sound believable, but it's more like I, I need more proof. Yeah. And then, like, the ones the are... flat earth people were looking at you. Yeah, and then the ones that are, like, just way far out there, it's like... Cool what-if scenario, but, uh... Jeff Bezos is actually a robot. It's, like, cool scenario and all, but, uh... How long It'd be you, cool if it was true. How long... When was the last time you took a shower, and when was the last time you saw someone kind of scenario? When was the last time that you shaved? <laughs> when was the last time you were actually able to see your face before the hair grew in? <gasps> Bigfoot. <laughs> Are you Bigfoot? Can you uh does Bigfoot have email? Oh my gosh. Can, can, email can us. You, can we have you on the podcast, Bigfoot? That'd be amazing. That'd be funny. He's like, just, what are you just hear words? loud grunts. Just and then maybe <clears throat> some like so That's chewy, I don't wait. So the other day Ben took out his little handy dandy expo marker and made an entire chart of how Chewbacca is the real Bigfoot. You see, uh, I remember that when I was younger, I got bored, so apparently someone made, like, I don't know if it was someone that actually worked at, like, some actual place that makes Star Wars comics book, or just some guy that is a really good fr- a really good fan of Star Wars and uh, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. So what he did was he made, like, a little comic about Chewie and Han, like, kind of hyperspace, like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, Millennium Falcon is damaged. He's like, all right, we got to crash land on this planet. So what happens is they uh, crash land in somewhere in California, probably Redwood Forest. And what happens is Han is killed by Native Americans. So that just leaves Chewie. And then... Uh, how, how long do they live? Wookiees? Yeah. Uh, well, I remember I saw a video I was talking about, so you mean to tell me it was going, it, I remember the video was going like, so you mean to tell me that Han Solo is like Chewbacca's third dog? Oh, <laughs> 400 years. Wookiees can live up, they are, their average lifespan is about 400 years. Okay. How old is Chewie? Because he's starting to get those gray hairs. Yeah, like, let's see, he was in Revenge of the Sith. Yes, which was a long time ago. Which... Han probably was a small kid. Leia was just born during Revenge of the Sith, if you can remember that one scene. Oh, I bumped the, yeah, I bumped so the noise cancel. So it's back to the comic. I heard that, like, so what happens is they crash land on Earth. They're somewhere in California where the Native Americans are. Uh, I think they go out to, like, explore. Han gets 
killed by an arrow, uh, or shot by an arrow and killed, obviously. And then what happens is about 100, year, 100 or 200 or so years later, uh, Dr. Indiana Jones and his... Uh, his fr- crack team of... No, not not a crack team, but or not team. He, he, remember, remember Shor- is it Shorty? Mm-hmm. From like Temple of Doom, I think so. They're like a twenty-year-old shorty, like are exploring in are exploring like California. Wow, we Doctor Jones. <laughs> and they'd like, they come across the Milano Falcon. They they come across Han Solo's bones, like skeleton with that still has his clothes on, and Chewie's like not too far, like <laughs> hiding, like hiding in a tree, watching, just like. He's like bait at last. <laughs> my my food. Imagine, yeah, just imagine like. Y- your friend dies. You you live longer than him, and you find a guy that looks extremely similar to him. Temple of the Crystal Skull, though. Oh yeah, it does have aliens in it. Although they're, they're... no, I'm talking about the like the technology the aliens might have had. Like Han Solo, really advanced spaceship. Why couldn't he heal himself? I, I think that's a question about spoiler work. The the yeah, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, he's dead. No, like they're talking about. I guess I haven't seen it, but I already had some spot, uh, some parts of it spoiled for me. But I don't care. I still want to watch it. I still also haven't seen Solo or. I had all a lot that of was so TV bad. Show. I had Force Awakens spoiled for me, walking into the movie theater. I had it spoiled for me like the day before I watched it in in theater because I heard that I was going I was going through YouTube watching some Star Wars videos and the thumbnail is Han. Getting okay, spoiler. Getting stabbed by his son Kylo Ren, who is also known as Ben Solo before he turns to the dark side. And we're going like, huh? Ben is Ben Solo confirmed. Ben Swallow. Uh, well. Okay, well, someone was, uh, never mind the memes. I, but I never realized mind the memes. when I saw that picture, I remember going like, please tell me this is photoshopped, and someone just put it as a thumbnail, please, and. Not. I remember watching it and was like, yeah, Han's not going to die. Han can't die. He's like one of my favorite characters in Star Wars Universe. He's and immortal. And then he's stabbed and falls off the side of that little walkway thing. I'd already bought my ticket to go in, and I was walking towards the ticket booth to have them go check. And this guy and his girlfriend, I'm assuming, or wife, come out. And he goes, can you believe how that movie ended? I mean, really, and then like the he described the end scene, and I was like, "Oh, I just bought this. I wanted to see." It. Basically, The Force Awakens was kind of a reimagining of A New Hope, kind of. I think so. Yeah, like because I remember when I was watching, I got like a, a lot of New Hope vibes. Because let's see, Han was kind of the Obi Wan figure in that movie. Yeah, I think it seemed so. like because he he came to the rescue. Yeah, because like. Well, I mean, well, technically, he didn't like come looking for Ray or anyone, Not like sure. how like Obi Wan was like, "Hello there, come here, my little friend." R two D two is just like he's like a dog. He's just the best. Mm. Imagine Ben, you could dress your dog up as R two D two for Halloween. That'd be so funny to see. I don't know if I don't. I don't. I don't even know how they're going to do Halloween this year due to quarantine and all. I mean... Although what is sad, it's on a Saturday this year, and kids won't be able to go out and get candy. Here's the thing, here's the thing. We all dress up as astronauts with actual oxygen packs, and then we can go out together. Can I just dress out in a hazmat suit? You could go from, what I think it's Dark's Rising or something, or 
Death, maybe it's Death Stranding, the baby thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a guy on Reddit who... I think I'm correct about this. There's a guy on Reddit who made... Yeah, I was right. He made his baby, like, a little pod, like, from the game Death Stranding. And it was... It was... It, it was so cool because he actually had the oxygen ventilator. Like he had an oxygen ventilator and he sealed up every hole in that bag so his baby would be safe. And then he put it on a hazmat suit and he looked pretty much like the character from the game. But you that was tell pretty me he cool. He looked like Norman Reedus. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played it, but I know that it's made by the same people that did uh, Metal Gear Solid or Hideo Kojima was the director. Like. He is very, like, inspired by film. Alright, so we should probably get back to... Well, I mean, we have three minutes before the internet kind of dies. Yeah. We're we, using uh, my phone to fuel the uh, internet. Did we talk about the Nephilim yet? The what? Nephilim, which is the giants. No, we didn't. Why don't you go ahead and explain? Okay, so... If you guys aren't caught up today on your, like... Bible stuff. Nephilim is basically just giants. Goliath? Yeah, Goliath. I think he'd be considered one. And so anyways, there's two uh, conspiracy theories that kind of relate to it. One takes place in a cave called... What, what was it? Lovelock? Lovelock Yeah, like Lovelock. And then one takes place somewhere in Afghanistan. Like, supposedly there was a uh, platoon or something that, like, there were, you know, just going on patrol and then they go by a cave they were about to investigate it because there's like pieces of US equipment there you know because you think okay we, we got some guys that went missing we should probably check this out see what happened Make sure and then you see like this gigantic dude with like red hair who's holding like a spear just stab one of your guys in your platoon and everyone's just fire at his face oh there has to be a video of that somewhere I mean, Imagine the body cam footage from I mean, that. this is like... I'm going to guess... Okay, they said it's Afghanistan, so I'm going to assume this is like... Early 2000s? Late 90s? If Supposedly, if this is true. I remember I saw... That would be terrifying if it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are stuff out there that cannot be explained. But... Clouds um, cannot be explained. Like, I, I could imagine there could possibly be a group of people that... We have not made contact with. I mean, there's the uh, the island that if you even try to get close to it, the inhabitants will attack you. It's in the rainforest, but yeah. They they landed the plane on the shore. They were missionaries, yeah. and uh, they got murdered. And they, before they even landed, they threw spears and shot arrows at the plane. And like back then, planes were made out of wood and canvas. So if you shot too many holes in the canvas, you were going down. Mm. That'd be so, so crazy. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Um, I mean, point? that's a, it's kind of interesting how there's like a Stone Age culture of people that have not advanced, like, right? Yeah. That's like, they don't exists. know the accomplishments the rest it's like, of. It's like what the Native Americans did. Yeah, like, like I mean. hundred years ago. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, I mean, they were more in tune with nature. They know how to live off the land. And I can imagine if you had this small sliver of island, that was your world to you. That was all you ever knew. You wouldn't want that to disappear 
Or suddenly get I taken mean, over. I mean, maybe they can't get off the island. Yeah. Like, maybe... Maybe it's, like, a lost situation where it's too far to swim or there's, like, stuff in the water, like piranhas or sharks. I mean, sharks in the middle of the Amazon rainforest is not not the best theory, but it's still a theory. Let's see. Is that your chair again? Yeah, that's my chair. My chair keeps moving. I need to get some, like, WD-40 or something for it. You want to click on the link to the giant stuff? Uh, yep. So, so that way we can, like, go into more detail. The Giants it. of Kandar and what? Let's see. Let's let this load. Okay. So the plan, I mean, not the plan, the website that we're on is called uh, the xplan.net. Specifically, right. Article 378. All right, I'll... Uh, Want to take turns reading? Yeah. Okay. Stephen Quayle spoke of an occurrence. Still well, actually, classified. let's let's start. Okay, Diago Antonio, the witness, and then what you. Were yeah. Stephen Quayle spoke of an occurrence so classified by the U.S. government in his popular radio show Coast to Coast. The events allegedly happened in 2002, so we were pretty close around that estimation. Mm-hmm. On a desert part of the Afghanist of of the Afghanistan, when a U.S. Army squad went missing. A special ops force tasked with finding them was sent out to find out what had happened to them, and the soldiers walked among a ragged mountainous trail until arriving at the entrance of a large cave with broken pieces of U.S. military equipment and gear scattered all around the clearing. The task force was about to enter the cave to explore its recesses when a 13-foot, red-headed, six-digit double Double-toothed humanoid emerged and attacked them. I think by six digits they mean like fingers. Yeah. I'll read now. According to the witnesses, the giant pierced one of the soldiers with his long spear, killing him before the rest of the squad could take him down, shooting at his face for 30 seconds straight. The body of the giant was packed and loaded into a helicopter and transferred to a secret location in the USA for study. Based on Quell's story, L.A. Morzilla succeeded in identifying and interviewing one of the members of the task force who actually saw and shot the giant of Kandahar as the event became to be known. The soldier said that his squad on searching the cave had come around a gigantic humanoid with a... I can't read. With a thick red beard and long hair of the same color. Inside the cave, there were remains of human bones, leading the military to think that the creature was a cannibal. Well, are we technically the same species as it? Because it's not cannibalism if, like, you're a different species. Yeah, good point. Well, I mean, it's similar to us, but it's not us. Wait, are giants just technically the human version of Bigfoot? Hagrid. <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. One of the soldiers was impaled by the weapon the giant wielded, a kind of, a kind of long spear or lance, during the 30-second shootout. It didn't take that long to kill the creature. According to the witnesses, the United States government did not disclose the event and has no intention of doing it in the future because giants don't match with the way we explain our world. Also, let you know, I think this story might have been debunked by... What's that one website that they like to debunk stuff? Mythbusters? Not Mythbusters. It's like... It's not Forbes. The HuffPost? Not HuffPost, it's like, Facebook uses it, I think, or 
people or is some sort of website that go through Facebook articles. Yahoo stuff. Answers, though. I don't know. Okay, I'll continue. The giant weighed about 500 kilograms, as estimated by the C-130 cargo plane team, who transported the body from the pick from the pickup location to the United States. The witness remembers that one of the pilots noted a terrible stench of musk and dirt extruding from the cadaver, like a man who didn't shower for 10 years. The okay. witness told Marzulli that the odor was more intense than that of a skunk, and close to that of a pile of decomposing corpses. The giant wore a canvas or animal hide to protect his feet, like some sort of moccasins. So could he be an Afghanistani Native American? Or Native American. Mm-hmm. Native Afghanistani. I can imagine possibly, but is are, is red hair natural for that part of the world? I mean, it's, or, I mean, I could be wrong. It's kind of like over in the Middle East, right? Yeah, but although I I could be wrong because I know that in certain parts of the Middle East, there's like people who are native there that have like blonde hair. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, like I I think part of that is because like some Greeks moved in sometime way long before and they uh yeah they settled in with the population the witness t- talks details about the encounter with this huge being which had occurred in a remote er- area near Ka- I- kandahar kandahar afghanistan marzuli calls the witness the shooter due to his active involvement in the giant's killing and claims to have interviewed him three times on the phone and at different times to check for any real discrepancies in his story. Having found none, eventually he was convinced that the event was real and decided to meet the military in person. I mean, it occurred in an undisclosed location. Coincidentally, on one of his many trips to meet with the, the shooter, Marzilli found out that his driver was a former, milita- for, was former military who had served in Afghanistan. A few, a few years later, the event he was investigating and that he knew about it. This w- new witness, codenamed Mr. D, was interviewed by Marzilli in the documentary series Watchers X and said, When we came back to the base, we could hear our colleagues talk about a unit that had found and killed a person inside it or at an entrance of a cave. At first, I didn't think much of it, but then I heard, I've heard that the fellow's size was three times that of a human being, that he had more fingers and toes than a normal man. That he had red hair and that a special unit was looking for him. As the documentary rolls on, Marzulli shows an iron tip weighing about 6 kilograms each. If attached to a pole to make a spirit, it would, it would be difficult to maneuver for a middle-sized man. The tip that was found in... The, that tip was found in Michigan and given to an Indian chief of the reservation. But in... But it is the same object that the shooter claims to have seen in the hands of the giant of Ken- I still can't say it. Kandahar. Kandahar during the attack. The same iron tip that killed his colleague. In the video, the shooter is called a Mr. K and is introduced just as a worker. He confirmed that he was serving in Afghanistan in 2002 and that his unit had been called for, rescuing, for a rescuing mission of another unit which had gone missing in a remote area of that country. So remote, he says, that they had to get there via air with a four kilometers distance flight. And Mr. K- and Mr. K's unit is deployed on a crest of a plateau, which was marked as one of the checkpoints where the missing unit should have reported his position. Okay, can you scroll down a little bit? Yep. Let's see. Since they had since they left the base, 
the soldiers were wondering what could have happened to that unit. They thought of an ambush, but that sounded weird because even in that case, there is always time to send a message to base. In this case, no stress call had arrived, no signal had been sent. So this rescue unit is on the ground searching for tracks, and while descending a slope, they see a trail. They follow it. After a curb, they see a large entrance of a cave surrounded by rocks, which is another weird thing, according to Mr. K. He doesn't elaborate on that, though. Several cracked bones were found among the rocks around, but no identification from their observation point was possible. However, together with the bones, shad pieces of radio communication devices, U.S. military equipment, were clearly visible. The unit's first thought was, again, for the ambush hypothesis or attack of a wild animal, it could be anything at that point. Again, we are reading this from a website. The entrance of the cave had a clearing large enough to host the unit. However, the soldiers were standing at a lower level and, and a vertical wall of rock separated them from the clearing. The soldiers distanced themselves, assuming that the anti-ambush stance when something leaped out of the cave at a speed caught the task force by surprise. It was a human being at least 12, most likely 13 feet tall. It was a monster, says K. says Mr. K. Red beard, scarlet, red long hair covering his shoulders, and Dan, one of the soldiers, run towards him, firing his weapon. Then all of us come back to reality because that scene was surreal. From this moment on, it is just the military training that saved the squad, and all memories come from pure adrenaline. While Dan keeps running against the giant, another soldier opens fires, soon followed by the shooter. The video reenactment shows how the giant leaps onto the clearing and pierces Dan with its weapon, holding him in midair as the point of the spear goes through the soldier's body. The giant keeps advancing toward the squad without any logical reason. Each soldier thinks about the same thing. Shoot him in the face! Shoot him in the face! They yell at each other. The unit carried an M4 submachine gun, 308-7.62 recon carbine sniper rifle. And, uh... it... Is, is that .50? Or... Oh, wait, that'd yeah, be point, .50 cal. .50. Yeah, .50, so that'd be like 50 cal usually, right? I think so. 50 BMG Barrett. Semi-automatic rifle. The sequence of events dilutes the time frame, but as the witnesses point out, it all happened in 30 seconds. 30 seconds still a lot to kill someone. The giant, although hit by several bullets, kept on fighting. Monsula throws in parts of George's Nori's popular radio show, Coast to Coast Age, AM, which put on record the testimony of the C-130 U.S. Air Force pilot who brought the giant's corpses to America. The creature weighs 1,100 pounds, and it's between 10 to 15 feet tall. It was killed by multiple gunfire shots. It seems in a cave in Afghanistan before dying, it attacked our men and could have also killed someone. It was a very bizarre, it was a very, very bizarre story. It sounds like the tale of the Nephilim straight from the Bible, and we just assume that the giant must not be alone. It can't be the only one living on this planet. There must be others somewhere out there. Maybe he had a mate or children. Who knows? It was unfortunate that it, the giant, attacked our soldiers instead of having a peaceful approach. But I guess that such a reaction had to do with the territory. And then Olsen's website shows some illustrations or some pictures of the soldiers like going up to, I think this is probably from the reenactment. Oh, video. that looks exactly like Goliath was depicted in a lot of paintings. Yeah. 13 feet tall, though, with a, at 1,100 pounds. Yeah, that would definitely scare someone. That's as much as a cow. <laughs> That's as much as a cow. So this man weighed as much as a cow. 
Okay, how's that keep? Let's. Okay. In the show, Nori asked the pilot how many men were in the transport team inside the C 130, and the pilot says six men. When he caught sight of the diver, whose face was destroyed by the bullets, the, the pilot noted that the giant had six fingers, a height about 12 feet, and a net weight of 1,200 pounds. At this point, Marzulli goes back to Mr. K's account. He remembers that when it was all done, the giant lied dead on the ground. It checked Dan, but he was already dead. Why this had to happen? The military asked, still in shock. Before leaving the area, the Nine Line, that is, the request of evacuation medical students had already been sent, but suddenly the task force assumes a new code, and a helicopter shows up rising vertically from the ravine below. Declaring, it doesn't arrive from the sky, and it discharges some hauling nets. The orders are to secure the giants at the nets. After that, another larger helicopter arrives. The Chinook choppers have enough power to fly at medium altitude, and the only largest crafts can fly over the mountains in that area. It was impossible to move the giant off the ground by hands. It was too big and had a terrible stench, worse than a skunk, like a diver who had remained outside for a while, says Mr. K. When the helicopter took off with the net hooked up under, the signal that was sent to the headquarters was a large, potentially human creature. How did you feel about the dramatic encounter? Anger, obviously, from my dead companion, but not only that. In their final report, soldiers are ordered to lie to tweak the order of the events in accordance to what their superiors had told them. Well, Zuli asked Mr. K to describe the giant one more time. It had six digits on his hands and feet. Its nails were weird because they had some fungi-like, bulky things on them, and their edges were irregular. The special unit is placed inside the Chinook chopper, and the two crabs go back to base for a debriefing. On that occasion, the soldiers are ordered to sign a paper in which, oh, yeah, in which they are committed to not disclose any details about that event. On top of falsifying the final report, the reason why the shooter decided to break the science is because he believes that the people have the right to know what is happening on our planet. For as fantastic as the story may sound, this testimony matches with one Quail had presented a few years back. Marzulli asked Mr. D, the former special ops soldier who had heard about the giant Kandar when he was in Afghanistan, whether he believes that the American people and people in general had to, have to have the right to know if these beings other than humans living on Earth. Mr. D replies without hesitation. My idea is that if things go exactly as the Bible says, they don't want it. If things go against Darwin's evolution, it can't be spoken out. Mr. D stresses how the story of the giant Kandahar was something that all military, military knew and took the, them as something really happened. When Mr. D went back to the U.S. after his service in Afghanistan, he met other military who had served elsewhere. Yeah, if I told them about the giant Kandahar, everyone had, everyone had heard about it. In the beginning, you think, it must be a joke, a hoax, but when things start to go down a certain way, when you keep hearing about the story, you realize it's not a joke. They, they kept on telling us to point our weapons on high. Normally, this means two shots in the head and one in the head, but... Wait, yeah, two. Oh, two shots in the body and one in the head, but they told us to, to point them always to the head of a man and then a little higher, and we wondered why they want us to shoot above a man's head. Marzulli asked him to confirm the time at which the which the fight with the giant allegedly happened. It was 2002. Mr. D was serving in Afghanistan in 2005. If one was to make up story for some unknown reason, why creating a creature identical to Nephilim as described in the Bible, described in the Bible, not to the Bible, why going down the road that the U.S. government avoids in order to keep the people from knowing? Mr. D said that such a fake story wouldn't make any sense. During his active service in Afghanistan, he witnessed things that he was never been able to explain, such as lights in the sky during the shooting, orbs or tennis ball-sized sphere spheres which flew around making strange sounds. 
The man had similar experiences in Iraq as well, near the Haditha Dam area. Or, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. When he was on duty in underground prisons below the dam, he tells how the prisoners kept on screaming about a terrible feeling that haunted the place. Later, Mr. D read the Bible and learned that an angel had been chained in that very place. The dam is on the river Euphrates, specifically in the book Revelation 19, chapter 9, verse 14 to 15. I don't want to accidentally misquote the Bible if it... Should we look up this verse just in case? Yeah. Of course. And plus, it's probably important to see what the context of this verse is. Revelation chapter 9, verses 14 and 15. Fine, be that way, I'll type it out. I've read the Bible, but I don't remember that part, but... But then yet again, when I, re- I might have forgotten some things. Okay, so. Um, Saying to six angels, which yeah, that's trumpet versus four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. And that's exactly what it says here. Hmm. Okay. Can Rumors you imagine, had it. What? Can you imagine seeing that? Just like that thing charging out at you, and then the spear comes right for you. Yeah. Then it misses and hits the other guy, that's right beside you. Like You're like going all the way through, just like yeah. Kebab. Okay, I'm gonna keep reading. That's all right. All right, go ahead for it. Let's see, rumors had it, been, had it that the soldiers detained in the Hadifa Dam prison were scared to death, and all that they screamed was that they hey. could hear them. Even the guards from Strauss choose who had to go down there to get them. Nobody wanted to go down there. Back to Afghanistan. Mr. D adds that rumors upon the existence of giants came also from the locals. They talked about cannibal monsters dwelling inside caves. So soldiers compared those stories to their American Bigfoot. Like I said earlier. So three different witnesses who don't know who don't know one other. Quell's witnesses, Marcellus, Mr. K, and Mr. D reported the same event. The giant at Kandahar was a true event. Mr. D had no idea that the shooter, aka Mr. K, would have been interviewed. The most interesting thing about him is that the type of training he was given in case of a fight inside of a cave. The background for that training was that the Afghani rebels hid in caves, and that if a shootout occurred in there, the U.S. military had to point their weapon above the head of an adult male. After firing the first bullet at head level, who were or are the Nephilim? Let's scroll down a bit more. Oh yeah, and then here's another illustration. Yeah. Oh. It. That's the spear. Oh. That would be, like, definitely scary. Okay. You'd you'd bleed out in, like, 30 seconds from that. You know, okay, imagine trying to explain that to the family, like, of that soldier. Sorry, we can't tell you how he died. He, He just protected his country. I can imagine what they could say is, like, there was an explosion, this large piece of wood just I mean, flew through him. That's true, there was an explosion... There was an explosion and shrapnel was launched everywhere. Yeah. 
But then he would have shrapnel in other parts of his body and not just right through his stomach. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, like, he was from a distance and large trees. I mean, we've had lightning strike trees, like, 300 feet from our house, and there's just a piece of wood that's gone right through a tree. Got it. Also, the reason why earlier we looked up for uh, that verse is I don't like accidentally misquoting stuff, especially if it's from, like, the Bible or a book. And I... Yeah, I'd say it's probably best to also look up the verse just to get context. Yeah. And isn't it like Revelation a hard book to understand? I think so, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, it's just, that's... That's why we were looking at it. Yeah. Interesting book. And then, should we cover the book of Enoch sometime? I'll add it to the list. And then we should go back to reading more of the article. Because I know that... Let's see, the, I think there's an H in Enoch also. E-H-N-C? Yeah, after the C. Alright, uh, the Nephilim and historical evidence. It's back to the same article. Lando New, Northern Wales, is a coastal village with very old. It, this is talking about the film historical evidence. It's a coastal village with a very old copper mine. The area is located at 20, 220 meters above the Irish Sea level. It is known as the place for the Great Orme. Orme Copper Mine. More than 2,500 hammers have been found inside this mine, all dating back to the Bronze Age, about 3,500 years ago. It is believed that the tunnels inside the mine are several kilometers long. Although only six have been explored so far, it is no, it is no, it it is known with certainty that there exist nine subterranean subterranean levels. More than one thousand seven hundred tons of copper have been extracted. An incredible feat if we think that the community of that time didn't have any technological tools to do it. At least not the same machinery we have today. The heaviest hammer men use today weighs about nine, kilom- nine kilograms. Not kilometers. <laughs> I feel like that's that's something that they would put on a test for a kid. Go like, what is the measurement of weight for a hammer? Kilometers, click, kilograms, inches, feet, kilometers, pounds, and like just put S C so the kid circles it. All of the above. <laughs> no, like actually, yeah, that yeah, you put E in there as all of the above. You have two, like, <laughs> okay, so, because I know there's kids that were there on a grade. Part of the time when it says all of the above, that they actually mean it, or it's a trick. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so. Especially with the ACT, it's either A or A or D. Yeah. All right, so, back to reading. A couple of feet, everything. Okay. The heaviest hammer men used today weighs about 9 kilograms, but most used are about 4.5 kilograms. Kilogram once. Now let's imagine to a large nine kilo- kilogram hammer of three percent, and we would obtain a tool of twenty-seven kilograms, which to be maneuvered should consist in a handle of close to three meters and a metal head as big as a cinder block. Such a tool, but also bigger one weighing thirty kil- kilograms, was found at the Ornier mine by some archaeologists. Put it in the right perspective, a man capable of just lift up a hammer of that size, let alone to use it, should be about 13, 16 feet tall, or three times an adult size of an adult male today. The Bible in Genesis refers to a race of giants who at the time lived on earth. 
The origin is unclear. Perhaps the sons of the fallen angels and the daughters of men, the Nephilim. What's the verse that says that? I don't remember. I know it's in Genesis. I mean, it just says in Genesis, but... Let's see. Scroll down a bit. The Sumerian. Sumerians as well as Egyptians basically is... Show remarkable evidence of enormous human beings who interact with smaller men. These are... Okay, yeah. This is just talking about proof of... Proof that they exist. Yeah, or exist in that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's just what the rest of it is. And then there's a picture of David and Goliath. Yep. He's got the cowhead shield. He's got a what? He's got the cowhead shield. It looks like they put a head of a cow on that was really interesting. Imagine bragging that to your friends. Look at my shield, guys! Look cow at my head shield. On. It has a cow on it. But like, imagine that. Just. Ugh. I mean. I'm imagining. I know that whenever right I now. ticked off a guy that's bigger than me, and you get terrified. Now a giant, you're really gonna be terrified. You're dead. I think that's just about it for this episode. Yeah. How long have we been going? Oh, it's been an hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> so a lot longer than I thought we'd do four topics for, but that's good. I mean, this was a long one. This was we a read really it directly long from an article. It's, we started at like 47 minutes. Yeah. So, well, until next time. Bye.